Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the DOV Family Podcast. We've got Fathers Kay and Jay back for another great conversation. And, um, you know, when we were starting topics, when we started to decide, hey, we're going to do this podcast together, Father Jacob sent some great topics, and we've just been working through those. And the next one he had is, am I a disciple of Jesus? What a great question for each of us to ask every day. Father Jacob, how'd you, what made you think of this topic? Well, I think a, a lot of people, or I get the sense that a lot of people probably uh, struggle with understanding what the main point of Christianity is. Uh, and we can kind of get stuck in just going through the motions or just doing uh, what we've always done before without any kind of really serious reflection. And, um, and, and so that's pretty much where the question came from. Like, what is the point of Christianity? And am I doing that? Uh, that'd probably be it. Yeah. Well, I, I agree. A life un, we've got to examine our lives to live them well, right? So this question is something we can ask every day. So um, to maybe kick us off, here, here's a question. I'll start with by, by sharing that, you know, I've heard it described that there's stages of discipleship, right? Uh, I think it's Sherry Waddell in one of her books uh, talks about you, you go from wanderer to then seeker. So you seek the truth. Then you go to a uh, believer, right? I might be fudging the titles as they're exactly put, but then you go to believe, but then you go from believer to disciple, right? So what do you... What, what would you both say are the differences between the two? What's the difference between someone who believes in Jesus or someone who is actually a disciple and follower of Jesus? Yeah, I think that um, looking um, at Jesus' own disciples, kind of we see that transformation take about and um, from his followers just first following after him, just um, kind of that first stage where they're curious, they hear the call, um to ultimately them giving their their whole lives for christ um you know jesus said if you wish to be my disciple you must take up your cross and follow me and um look at look at the apostles you know they um first had to to grow that relationship with christ they came to believe and in him as the son of God, they witnessed and believed his death and resurrection. And then they, they went out and gave their entire lives uh, to the, um, for, for Christ and the spreading the gospel and to the point of, of martyrdom, you know, that they truly took up their cross. And so I think we can, you know, ask ourselves, um, does believing in Christ, um, change how we live and does it um, lead us to give everything for him yeah i would agree there there's ha there has to be some kind of action attached to your belief um, because you can believe things about jesus and even like if you think back to the gospels the times when jesus was driving out demons there's sometimes when the demons would say oh we know who you are you're the son of god you're the holy one the son of god and he would tell them to be quiet because um i think that was like just a, it was a knowledge about jesus but 
uh, belief can't stay there. Uh, to be a disciple, it has to involve some kind of attachment to him and living that out. Like Father Christopher was just saying, uh, you know, the, the apostles went all the way to, uh, to martyrdom. They lived it out. They spread the gospel. Uh, they, they stayed in his company and they, they changed themselves. And there's some other images that I think of uh, in, uh, in the gospels of examples of people changing as they follow uh, Jesus. Like uh, you could think of well, the, the first disciples themselves, when Jesus called those fishermen, they dropped their nets, their old way of life. They dropped their, uh, left behind their profession and they, they changed. They started following Jesus. Or you think of the blind, uh, blind Bartimaeus and he's calling out uh, for the son of David, have pity on me. And, uh, and then he hears Jesus's call and he, he gets up with joy uh, and he leaves behind his cloak to representation of his old life, of his wounds, his brokenness, as he runs to Jesus. There's an action, something that's happening. Or like the, the woman, uh, the Samaritan woman at the well, she encountered Jesus and then she left uh, her pail that uh, she was gonna use to gather water. And she ran back into uh, the city to tell everybody about Jesus. So there's, there has to be action attached to belief, uh, I think, in order for you to be a disciple. Yeah, I love what you, you both shared. So the two themes I'm hearing rising up are, one is change, all right? So you can believe Jesus is the Son of God without really changing your life. And then that change needs to lead to action. If you're just talking about Jesus, saying well, how wonderful he is, but it hasn't actually changed your life, you're not really a disciple. And even the demons acknowledge that Christ is Lord, right? So they have the they have the belief part down, but is there any change? Of course not. They're doing what's contrary. Um, so the answer to this question kind of can be can can divide, say, all right, who who is following and who is not? The the third part that I think is the fifth stage beyond disciple is then apostle, because a disciple eventually once they keep following him you draw closer to god then you're like i need to share this with her so you get to that apostle phase later but um just come back to we said really change in action so you know i've seen uh, some fun videos or even skits thinking back to youth ministry days of people saying if you were on evidence if you were on trial for being a christian or for being a catholic what evidence would people see in your life that you are a follower of christ so um what, what do you think is the answer to that? What is some evidence we should, you might see in one's life to show they are actually following Jesus and, and a disciple of, of him? Yeah. Um, you know, if we were asked that question um, or we were put on trial, what would we start to say? Probably the first thing, well, I go to church on Sundays. I, um, I pray before I, I eat um, and pray at other times. We probably point to things like that. Um, and certainly that is, is evidence and, and shows that um, we are Christian. Um, but I guess really the question is how could, how would we be able to see that in every moment of our, of our lives? Um, cause the one could, 
make the argument. Well, yeah, you're you're doing your 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 uh, a Christian on that hour on on Sunday morning, but uh, are you a Christian at at all times at, at, on the other days and other hours? Um, and so that would I think would be would be looking for. I always uh, turn to I think kind of as far as evidence um, is is from uh, Galatians actually the the fruits of the spirit. I think that's uh, um, uh, good evidence to show us our you know our do we really have the spirit in us? Are we following Christ? It's His spirit in us. Do we have um, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control? Yeah, that's really good. I think if you are not bearing fruit uh, in the spirit, uh, then you're not uh, giving evidence of that relationship with Christ and that uh, you have a belief in him that leads to change in action. Um, and what Father Christopher was uh, saying, it reminded me of an image. Y'all might have heard of it before, but like usually the way we organize our lives is like a, a pie, like a pie chart. There's uh, you know one section that's for school and another section for work and another section for family and on and on. And then you go around and there's a section for church and prayer and religion. Uh, but really that's like the worst way to organize your life. As a Christian, what, what really should be the case is that Christ is at the center in every one of those aspects of your life in that high chart uh, that he is in uh, academics and school and, and he's in your family life and he's in your work life uh, uh he he's everywhere uh in everything that you do and he influences uh the thoughts that you have the the feelings that you have mm -hmm. the decisions that you make the things that you read the conversations that you have everything should be influenced by your relationship with christ he changes everything uh, and you could be uh, at the center of it all i love that father instead of a slice of the pie he's like the filling of the pie yeah because i think in, in america we're used to compartmentalizing things right we're very and it's a blessing we're a very organized structured society you know i go visit my wife's family in columbia and that's not Columbia, South Carolina, Columbia, South America. And it's a little less organized, right? I mean, the traffic's not as structured. You know, there's just that lack of as much American organization, right? But sometimes that can be a hindrance in our lives that we try to compartmentalize. And that's not really what we're called to do as Christians, is what I'm hearing you say, Father. Is that accurate? I mean, Christ should be like the fragrance in everything we do. Yeah. Exactly. So um, the funny thing is, though, we will all be on trial one day, right? I mean, we will stand before the Lord. And he said, did you actually? He's going to be our judge. He's our savior, but also our judge. Um, when I was thinking about the answer to this question, the one thought I had was, it will cost you something. You know, your action should cost you something. So, you know, it might be money. You know, it might be certain relationships. But um, following Christ will cost you something would you both agree with that maybe if you don't mind sharing has, has there been a time in your life where jesus cost you something i think we all know as priests the sacrifice you make of 
celibacy and having a spiritual family rather than a physical family. But could you maybe speak to that, the cost of following Christ, but then the blessings that come with it? Well, I, I guess for me, uh, the cost would definitely be um, like my decision to uh, be a priest. It, um, you know, so I think a lot of people get the impression that you know, oh, people, guys want to, they choose priesthood because they don't want to have a family or it's almost like they're, they choose priesthood because they're running away from something. Um, and it's an easier life for them because uh, I don't know, that's probably how most of us tend to make our decisions, just that we go the path of least resistance. But uh, for me growing up, I, I wanted a family. I, I kind of thought that I was going to have a family of my own and I was gonna uh, marry, you know, one of my girlfriends from high school and, um, you know, we're gonna be together forever. And, uh, but then I started uh, getting serious about my faith uh, and trying to figure out what God wanted for me. And one of my prayers at the time was, Lord, help me to want what you want me to want. And that's kind of uh, a dangerous prayer, I guess, because it, it makes it serious and, and concrete. And, and, and the more that I, I said that prayer, the more I wanted priesthood. I was attracted to it. Uh, I would have thoughts of priesthood. Other people would tell me, hey, you would be a good priest, whether adults or my own peers. And, um, and then I just finally made the decision to join seminary. But even then, uh, as I was studying and preparing, there were moments when I was thinking, okay, is this really what God wants me uh, to do? But it was that, uh, you know, th that kind of mindset of it's not, not what I want, but what, what you want. What do you want, God? And it even got to a point where he said, you know, you can choose whatever, whatever life, you know, if you want to get married, uh, and you can, uh, it's good. Uh, and I will bless you, but I have this other path for you. I got a sense of that in prayer one time. And it was basically, will you choose that? Mm -hmm. And uh, that was really hard. I had no desire for priesthood at that time. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, but I took that step of faith, uh, and, and there was a cost and it, it was tough but I have been incredibly blessed by that decision. Mm. And, and I've never regretted. And uh, many others blessed by that decision too, right? Yeah. Flock, yeah. family, friends, you know, our choices impact others. Exactly. That's such a good point because, um, I mean, now I have a, a huge family. It's not just my own biological family, but I, I impact so many people. And I'm welcomed into so many people's uh, families and it's, it's just great. And I, I love it. And I'm glad I made that decision that it was tough at first, but God has really helped me along. And, um, and I just, I really pray that, you know, every Christian would be willing to uh, get to that point to where they uh, are willing to sacrifice whatever it is uh, and to trust that God will bless them uh, in that decision to follow him wherever he's leading. Yeah, that's, um, I guess, the whole kind of point is that the, the sacrifices um, that we make end up being um, great blessings. Um, you know, it's, it, again, with the, the life of the priest, um, 
making that sacrifice to to follow uh, that calling. Um, there can be great sacrifice. It, I know in, during my formation while in the seminary, I um, realized and, and and maybe in some struggles and and uh, temptations as far as um, well is. Um, you know, is this life called for me? You know, falling in love, uh, th things like that. I, I, I came to a point realized that, realizing that I needed to actively make that a sacrifice, not just kind of go along with it, but in prayer, uh, talk to God and, and just say, look, okay, um, this is a great, wonderful, beautiful thing, you know, marriage, and I am going to give it to you. I'm going to sacrifice it for what you're asking of me so that I can follow you in the way you've called me to. And um, that was a big turning point in my formation and, and, and discernment is making that an active sacrifice. I think uh, in, in my life as a, as a priest, um, a, biggest, a big sacrifice connected to that is um, is is time you know just just how much of, of my time in, in my life i i sacrifice i give uh to the church and to others um and the and then along with that is is the fact that yeah i am uh pulled in so many different not direction but for different people you know there's so many people there's a huge father a huge family that takes a lot from you and so it's a um yes it's, it's a sacrifice and there's going to be uh, a difference if i just go do all of my things begrudgingly um versus offering it as a gift of love uh to god and and for others um that's when that sacrifices actions change and become blessings as we've talked about yeah, it's amazing how God wants us to choose him, you know, back to this uh, litmus test for discipleship, actively choosing him, not passively. So um, the next and kind of final topic of discussion is, you know, if someone's listening right now and they say, hey, I might, I think I actually am like in the believer phase, but maybe I'm not fully a disciple. And of course, we all are called to further discipleship, right? To let go more and more and more so we can always go deeper. Every day called the conversion. <laughs> every day, every moment, every every hour. I love that Matt Mayer song, uh, every hour I need you. Because um, we have a lot to work on in this life to get to heaven. But um, what are your top pieces of advice to take that next step towards discipleship or the step deeper? Um, if I may start us off, time in scripture, praying with scripture. So take five five to 10 minutes a day, just take the gospel reading of the day, read it on your own and ask Jesus, what are you telling me today? Um, and so I'm gonna share a little story because you were uh, talking about your your own callings. So I had this experience once where I, when I was discerning my vocation, I'm gonna be a priest or get married. And I was a young guy, single guy working at a parish as a youth minister. So a lot of people thought I should become a priest, let's just say, right? Yeah. Well, I went, I was um, really struggling with it. And I was praying at the airport, at an airport, and I had a passage of scripture I was reading. And it's where Jesus is talking about that um, 
it is, he says it is better to sacrifice for the kingdom of God, right? To sacrifice that. But then at the end, he says, not every man can accept this. And I felt like Jesus was staring right at me saying, not every man can accept this. And he was saying, you, you might be one of those that can't accept this, Justin, and that's okay. Yeah. And that was part of the journey and hours in adoration that led me to discern. I think that for me, the calling is going to be marriage. And then right after that, I met, uh, Laura and I went on our first date. Here we are, four kids. And God had God had an amazing plan for us in, ma in matrimony. So I think the key is if you want to know where is Christ going to lead you, you just you got to trust him with an open heart and spend time with him. And then he'll show you the way. But what would be your top pieces of advice for moving forward in discipleship? Now, I would say uh, for someone who is uh, in that area of belief, but not quite yet a disciple, maybe not uh, thinking that they're not ready to change or move that belief into action. Um, you know, just to, well, first of all, just to know how much God uh, loves you and how good he is and that it's okay to trust him. Uh, he, he doesn't want to take away from your life, even though sacrifice does involve a cost. Uh, he's not there just to take. Uh, sometimes he'll take away things to give us something better. Often that's what he does. So it's okay to trust him. He does want to bless you. And then something more practical is just to look at where you are in your life and to focus on one element of that life of discipleship. So if you believe in Jesus, but you're not going to mass on Sunday, try to just do that. Just start going to mass. Uh, or if you are doing that and you're not reading the Bible, then just start reading the Bible. Uh, just focus on one aspect of the Christian life. Uh, with a, a mind uh, focused towards the end. And because it's a process of growth and discipleship, um, and, and we can always go deeper. And we don't have to have everything figured out all at once. The disciples themselves who were chosen by Jesus didn't have their lives all put together. And, and they still didn't understand who Jesus was uh, for a long time. So uh, it takes time, but just keep... Uh, Keep praying and just keep asking God to, to lead you. If you can do at least that, then you're moving in the right direction. Yeah, taking that model of the disciples, um, you know, how, how did they um, come to follow Jesus um, to be a disciple? They spent time with us. They, they lived with them. Um, just in ordinary life. And, you know, maybe that's the question to ask yourself, like, is God in my heart and on my mind at all times? Is, do I realize his, his presence um, all throughout the day, every moment, just keeping him in mind, realizing that he's with you? Um, and that just starts to change you um, when, when, when he's there you acknowledge that and um in in just the little things so really focusing on um constant prayer 
I would say would be a, a, a first step. It doesn't mean constant, you know, our fathers in hell Marys, but constant awareness of the presence of Christ in your life. Thank you, fathers, for that advice. Yes, baby steps. We're all called to deeper conversion. We can do little things each day. And one last uh, recommendation I give to folks is if you haven't watched The Chosen, I've started watching it with my wife. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. If you want to see a fun interpretation that's, I think, pretty uh, accurate in terms of the what scripture was trying to portray. Because it, it what it does is it takes stories we don't have in scripture. And it shows, for example, last night I was watching the episode where Andrew comes to tell Peter he's met the Messiah. And the way that it's portrayed in the show is Peter at first is like, whatever, Andrew, I don't have time right now, whatever. And Andrew has to keep convincing him. It wasn't until later, and this is in scripture, when Jesus helps Peter haul in the huge catch of fish that Peter's like, I believe, leave me, Lord, I'm a sinful man. And Jesus calls him deeper. So I think that show gives some beautiful artistic portrayals of that path from wanderer to seeker to even doubter to then believer and then eventually apostle. Very human. But another beautiful thing about the show is it portrays Jesus in such, I just think, a wonderful way because he's dancing at the wedding at Cana. He's cracking jokes with his apostles um, because he was fully human and fully divine. It's just a beautiful representation. So um, if you'd like to see even more of what would this, what does this kind of look like, I recommend that series and and Right now, it's available by crowdfunding, so you can even watch it for free on the app or the website. But uh, it'll show you the joy and the adventure, really, of following Jesus, because really, this is a call to adventure, right? It's not a call. I love that. Uh, that uh, It's a call to joy. It's a call to adventure. So if you're not following Jesus, you're missing out on the fullness of life. So, fathers, any closing words for our listeners about discipleship? and following Christ before we close out? Well, to echo the words of Pope St. John Paul II, be not afraid. Yeah, yeah and I, I would say uh, just, yeah, just encouragement. Uh, I mean, this is what Christianity is. Uh, it's uh, being in the school of discipleship uh, and spending time with Jesus, being a part of that community. Uh, always look for for that as a goal like how am i being a disciple am i a disciple how can i grow as a disciple uh, and if you're thinking along those lines um, it's going to help you uh, live this uh, this life well thank you fathers thank you so much for making time to record these podcasts folks listening if you're enjoying them please make sure to uh, subscribe in your app uh, for podcasts, like, share with others, um, help get the messages out that we're sharing to help families and help our community uh, grow in discipleship and beyond. And uh, Father Jacob, since Father Christopher prayed for us before we started recording, do you mind ending us with a prayer uh, for our audience here? Yeah, not at all. Let's pray. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for today and for your son jesus christ uh, thank you for all the gifts that you give us and for calling us into this life of discipleship we pray for all those who are struggling in their faith all those who uh, feel uh, nervous or anxious about taking that step closer to jesus pray for all those who are feeling called to sacrifice but maybe aren't uh, quite ready 
give them strength uh, and courage, Lord. And we pray for all of our uh, our communities, uh, our schools of discipleship, that we may always be focused intensely on your son, Jesus, uh, and, and come to intimate knowledge of you. Uh, fill us with your Holy Spirit. And may everything we do be for your honor and glory. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.